welcome to another episode of Golf and Create the Podcast. <laughs> Today I have with me my friend, what is it, Mrs. Taylor? Is that there? Hey, call me Miss Taylor. Miss Taylor, okay. Hey. Oh, Mrs., I guess you're right, but it's just so many syllables. I <laughs> <laughs> know, Miss Taylor does sound better. In fact, I mean, Beyonce said Miss Carter, so doesn't she say Miss Carter? I don't know what she says, but I say Miss Taylor. Okay, Miss <laughs> Taylor, aka Carlene. Ah! <laughs> What's up, Cameo? What's up, what it do? Ah, I'm so excited to have you on. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yay. And can I just say, I appreciate your excellent um, execution of CDC distancing. I feel so safe and so distanced. <laughs> Yes, you should. Why? Because we potted on Zoom because, you know, COVID out Zoom. here, <laughs> just being COVID. Oh, my gosh. COVID, COVID. COVID, COVID. So, Carlene, tell everybody, what do you go off on? Mm. I go off and script supervise. Whoop, whoop. Now... I would like you to explain what script supervising is because I, I, I know what you do, but I don't know exactly how to define that to people. Hemia, yeah. what? I supervise scripts. No, kidding. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I work in the film industry and I am a department of one. I work very closely with the director and the editor. In fact, I'm a liaison. Uh, for those two people. Um, so I am the editor's eyes and ears on set um, because you got to think after you've shot an entire like movie or an entire episode, it's so much media for mm -hmm. them to sift through. And so it's nice for them to have something to reference to say, oh, where is this shot? Or, oh, where did I get this insert? Or, oh, where's the, her close-up? Um, they can always reference my notes to know what card it's on, uh, the time code, things like that. Um, and, and, you know, I do other things. I, I, I uh, maintain continuity. I work closely with the other departments. Of course, the other departments are expected to maintain their own continuity, but I'm sort of um, <clears throat> a reference or, or a check-in point for them. Like if, I don't know, one makeup person was off in the trailer doing somebody's makeup and they needed you know, to get a, a picture of what we just shot, they can come to me and get that. So I do a lot of different things. Multifaceted. Sounds like you have to pay attention in the world. I do. I do have to pay attention. So it's because I feel like people will want to know, like, what are some productions you've worked on? Like, can you tell us like what you've worked on in the past? Yeah. Um, I've worked on Black Lightning, which was a really uh, exciting thing for me. A friend of mine uh, let me do season three and I, I opted to alternate. So I shared that show. I did the odd number episodes of Black Lightning. I worked on The Banker. Uh, which, if you haven't heard of it, by the way, because that scandal really, uh, we won't even go there, but The Banker is basically uh, about 
two black men who in the 60s uh, managed to purchase property and then eventually purchased bankers' buildings and then their very own banks. Now you're talking about the 1960s and they used a white guy as their front man um, to do it. And if you, know, if you happen to be black or just a person of color, I would encourage you to go see that movie because, <laughs> because it certainly talks about wealth. So I worked on that. Um, I don't know, and a couple of other things. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like I was talking so much. I just wanted to. Like, no, it's all good. I do need to still see the banker, but because I got this new um, iPhone, I got, um, what do you call it? What is it? Apple TV? I got yeah. it for a year for free. <laughs> So hey, I know I, was like, I definitely will take up that offer. Thank you, Apple. Yes. It's the yeah. least you can do, you know, for the price point. And it's price. really good. And I'm not just saying that because I worked on it, but it's it's really, really good. So I'm I'm curious to hear what you think about it when you see it. You know, of course, of course I will let you know because me and Carlene like to get in conversations about shows and movies and like plots and characters and stuff like that. We really do enjoy that. Uh call it blurs true. or whatever. We dissect know. them things. Dissecting minds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. No, don't be sorry. Laugh away. You can laugh at me. <laughs> I'm not sorry. Sorry, I'm not sorry. Sorry, I'm not sorry. But I remember one day we were talking about how um, creativity, when it becomes a job that mm. you know you kind of you lose interest in. Mm in that that aspect of it like not that aspect of it but you lose interest in doing the role doing the job like yeah you know um that is so true uh i think it's a couple of different things number one is i think i'm just such a creative being by nature mm -hmm. but i'm also i'm also just like a leaf in the wind i like to go where the wind blows and <laughs> I can never, or I shouldn't say never, I can't, but in the past, I've never managed to, to just sit still and, and, and do one thing for very long, mm -hmm. um, which is interesting. It's, it's hard to think that I've had, you know, uh, a 10 plus year career in script supervising, <laughs> but uh, going back to your question, when the creative process starts to feel like work, yeah. Um, I don't want my creativity to feel like a job because then, you know, all the things that you associate with a job, responsibility, mm -hmm. um, hours, a schedule, um, those things aren't fun. <laughs> <laughs> those, things, those things suck the life out of you. <laughs> um, but I think though... That's why the film industry has worked for me so well. Because like when I get to that point where I'm like, ah, it's a wrap. Right, you're on a new project, you're on something new. Unemployed again. <laughs> and I'm looking for my next thing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. That's definitely going with uh, the wind, if you will, a leaf in the wind, because what was important also what you just said there's i don't think people understand in the film industry once the job's wrapped like a lot of y'all are unemployed until the next show next commercial next movie and i don't think people know that but i think for someone with your temperament of like needing a constant like 
evolving door, if you will, yeah. it does work because you're like, well, where am I going to land next? You know, what, what's the yeah. next going to be? What commercial, what movie, you know, what environment I'm going to be in? And the, the fact that, I mean, yes, schedules, hours, that stuff isn't fun. I do think that. <laughs> maybe it literally something. sucks the life out of me. I get it. I mean, I know for me personally, I, it's cool. It's fine. You know what I mean? But I do understand how that can suck the life out of a person because it's kind of like you have to, you know, you can't yeah, just be like, they tell me I need to be there at nine, but I'm going to get there at 11. I mean, technically you could, but I think you'll be in trouble later. But I also think too, um, <laughs> I remember one time along, you know, it was, it was like years ago, Camia, you had just in passing, in conversation to me, referred to me like as an alpha female. And I was just like, what? Alpha? Remember this? And I was like, I don't, I'm not alpha, but I realized I'm alpha. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> I think I just, I just like to call my own shots, mm -hmm. you know? And so, um, I, I'm a serial entrepreneur, mm -hmm. I think because of that, like I, when I was born and I, you know, kind of sort of came to, and I, I started to show interest, I always knew I had a fascination with entertainment. I don't think I understood why, but now I'm like, oh, okay. It's like, it's, it's shiny. It's fun. It's ever changing. It's evolving all the time. You know, people are having to constantly reinvent themselves. Mm -hmm. Then one day you're like, hey, what, what happened to, uh, I don't know, Will Smith? And it's like, oh my God, he's shooting a movie. Oh, oh, he, you know, he just shot this movie. Oh, he has a movie coming out. Like, so it's just like, um, I think that that spoke to me. Uh -huh. um, but yeah, I think, I think I'm happiest when I'm calling my own shots. And mm -hmm. um, as, as unfun as it is or as it can be to be unemployed i think in a way it it fuels me yeah uh because I, I have to go figure out how i'm gonna survive mm -hmm. how am i gonna eat because i can't just not eat you know so, yeah i think i i think in a weird way i thrive not just under pressure but under that kind of pressure, pressure. Yeah. So because of that, because of you like being able to call your own shots, like I want to know, like, how does that make you feel? Like, do you feel, and maybe more so now you're probably more mature. So it's easier for you to be like, this is who I am. This is how I'm going to be. But like starting off, did you feel like, dang, I need to be in something, you know, more stable. Like, why do I not want to stay in these places? And, you know, you're asking me how that makes me feel now. No, I was saying like, now you're more mature. So you probably, you're probably like, this is who I am. I know who I am. Yep. So I know that I need to flow. But when you were yep. first initially starting off, did it feel like very counterintuitive to like what everybody else was doing? Did it feel like this is, why do I always feel like I need to go and everybody else just seems like they're, you know, pretty stable or, or even then did you know, like, this is just who I am? I think I always knew, right? who I was. But I think the challenge for me back then was I came from a very traditional family. Mm -hmm. And so the challenge for me was, um, I don't want to say they didn't accept me because, you know, I don't, that's not totally true, mm -hmm. but I didn't fit in. Mm -hmm. I will say I was an oddball. I was like the black sheep. 
And so whenever I would struggle, you know, my mother, her go-to, my father, his go-to would always be like, why don't you go back to school? Why don't you go, go into nursing? You'll always have a job. Why don't you do this? And I think while they were well-intentioned, they, they weren't trying to understand me and who I was rather than giving me value, valuable advice that I could actually use. Mm -hmm. They were giving me advice that they understood. So I, you know, I was, I guess to answer your question, how did I feel? I felt misunderstood. I felt unstable. I felt scared <laughs> all the time. <laughs> there were times I was hungry. <laughs> um, but you know, and then there were times where I actually considered getting a regular job, which I did. You know, Camia, mm -hmm. I, I was a teacher for one year. So yeah. like I, I was a full-time teacher for one year. I fell on hard times. I got this job as a teacher, completely hated it because it just wasn't for me, but I did it. <laughs> you did. Um, <laughs> yeah, I did it. But uh, girl, yeah, we have to live out our calling. <laughs> you do. You really do have to live out your calling. It was so interesting because I saw actually this morning, it was a post talking about, do you know what your purpose is or your divine purpose or something along those lines. And a lot, a majority of the comments were kind of like, no, but it's something I stay in prayer about, which is a good thing. Like definitely let him lead you to, you know, that calling on your heart. But then it also made me think like, do people have to have a calling? You know, do, mm. do you have to be like, oh, I gotta be pursuing something because, and the reason why I ask this is because I know that there's a, a huge like, microscope on, on social media and I think social media can make you feel like you're not doing enough or make you feel like you need to be doing something and to me sometimes someone's purpose could be the supporter could be the volunteer you know what I mean it doesn't you necessarily spoke the mean, words out my mind <laughs> it doesn't necessarily mean like you gotta go be the entrepreneur or or start a business or xyz you know whatever the case may be so I just wanted to know like do you know you feel like you have to find a purpose or, or is it kind of like, oh, well. Um, I don't feel like I have to find my purpose. I feel like I need to live out my purpose. Mm -hmm. um, you know this, uh, I've always had this dream of being a singer. Mm -hmm. And I did it for a little while, right? I would go to like um, these open mics and I would do that. Cause I, I, had, I had to really like battle stage fright probably still got it you know i just haven't sang in so long to even know Besides but i had to really like doing things that make you uncomfortable is a good thing it is it's a great thing actually i i you got no argument for me there <laughs> but um i did it and then i i i had you know booked a couple of shows when i say a couple i literally mean like a handful of shows um but i quickly learned that it was a grind not to say that a grind scares me because if a grind scared me i wouldn't necessarily be in the film industry but i think it was the kind of grind that um i guess i felt like i couldn't afford mm -hmm. because it was there was no immediate nothing's immediate i'm, I'm trying to find the words but there was no immediate um monetary okay. reward got it be, you know what I mean? Like, so I could go out there and sing, but that doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to get paid. Mm -hmm. Whereas I've worked myself up to a certain point in the film industry. So I can go out there now and script supervise and earn a good living for myself. Mm -hmm. So much so that I can stack some money away so that I'm okay when I'm not working. 
Um, but I quickly realized, not quickly, but I eventually realized that um, singing didn't have to be my source of income. I could enjoy something, but not necessarily make it my work. See, when I was younger, I thought because I, I, I wanted to sing so bad, I, I, had to be, I had to be famous. I had to be a singer. I had like, that had to be my work. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, I wanted to say this part. So I was at church one time and I was just like, you know, really into like this heavy praise and worship and, you know, and I was singing like nobody was there, like nobody was listening. And I may have told you this story before, but this um, person, after uh, we got done singing, he was sitting behind me, tapped me on the shoulder, said, I have a word from you, uh, a word for you from God. And I said, what? And he was like, um, there's healing power in your voice. And I said, okay, interesting. I never forgot that. And then I went on like years and years and years later and people would just always tell me what a nice voice I had, even when I was talking, mm -hmm. you know? So to bring this whole thing full circle, when you talk about um, living out my purpose, I think my, per I just got to use my voice, whether I'm singing or mm. speaking, you know, hosting a TV show, a podcast, whatever. Um, I think I got to figure out how to use my voice. How to use your voice. Ooh, I was going to say that touched me because I really do agree with that. Hey. So that's kind of just hit me right now. Um, hey. Hi, yeah. The, the, the actual notion of you got to use your voice. Like, I think that's true because I, you do have a very powerful voice. Um, Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> 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 you, you do have a very powerful voice. I mean, you have a singer's voice as well. Um, and whatever that may look like, I think that once you find it, it will be that sweet spot, um, for you. Cause I know that you are very sociable and you are very capable of using your voice. So <laughs> world watch out. Cause once she figures it out, y'all better be prepared. Hey, Hey, but, um, <laughs> but does that like, do you ever feel like you need to rush? Like. I know like you are trying I did. To, you did feel like you needed to rush and find out what it I was. I did. In fact, um, you know, I, be I feel like I'm just telling you stuff I already told you, but now we're just broadcasting it for the podcast. <laughs> but um, I, I, God talks to me like in different ways, mm -hmm. you know? So at the top of this year, I heard two things from him. Number one, it was, uh, you're going to have to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. That really hit me. I was like, Ooh, okay, God, like, all right. yo, <laughs> but I don't know who else heard it, but I heard it in my spirit. And this was before <laughs> the pandemic hit. This was like early, early on in the year. Mm -hmm. And the second thing I heard was you got to slow down. You got to learn how to slow down because I naturally move quickly. Mm -hmm. I'm a Gemini. Now, whatever that means to you listeners out there, you know, um, we, we, I, we just move quick. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, I used to feel like I had to move fast because I don't know why. I guess it wasn't going to be there. You got an opportunity strike that go. You know, like we live in this crazy culture. Mm -hmm. where it just makes you feel like you got to wake up early and you got to work out and you got to get pumped and you got to drink 10, 20 glasses of water a day and you got to, <laughs> and it's like, oh my God. So I think 
Huh? I said, but drink your water, people. It's still important. <laughs> Yo, I'm not saying, <laughs> but I, I guess, I guess I lacked balance. Mm -hmm. So I realized there's a time to move fast and there's a time to slow down because when you go too fast, you miss out on lessons. Sometimes you miss out on what was meant for you, mm -hmm. you know, right on because here. I, yeah. Because if I go right now, cause I got to go do da, 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 da. I might miss, I don't know, a package that the mailman was coming and I got the sign for, right. you know, that's a very like, uh, simple example, but you know, no, absolutely. It's slow down sometimes. Honestly, this, this particular year, 2020, I think it's forced all of us to slow down in a way. Yo, um, it's, been real. it's been great. And though there's, there's a lot of tragedy within this year and there's still a lot of tragedy um, happening, I do feel like this year is a big year for discovery. And mm -hmm. what that means to, to you and to any of the listeners, this is a year of discovery, whether you're discovering new things about you or, or you're discovering the person you're becoming or you're discovering your purpose or whatever the case may be. I think now is the time to do those things because this is the, this is I don't want to say this isn't, isn't normal because I feel like this is the new normal. Like life will be forever changed after, after this year, you know, even maybe after next year as well. So there's no going back. So I think that this is the time to discover and evolve and, and, and do what feels right to you and not do what you see other people doing. Um, and I'm speaking to myself as well, because I still don't have everything figured out with uh, go off and create. Um, and that's okay. It is. It, it truly is. I have to remind myself, um, con not constantly, but often, like, who cares? Like, you know what I mean? Meaning, like, you get in these ruts of, like, I got to do this. I got to post or I got to figure out what I need to post or, you know, what, whatever the case may be. And I have to tell myself, like, Camia, chill out. Like, for real. If you got something to post, post it. If you don't, then you don't. You know what I mean? And granted, I'm a structural person, so I do like having schedules for things. Um, and so coming up with a schedule for content is fine with me, but I just haven't figured out that, uh, what do you want to call it? That the flow to doing so, like the flow to make it like a consistent thing. Yeah, and, and I, I wanted to jump in. I agree with everything that you just said, um, but I've learned to enjoy that mm -hmm. during the pandemic. You know, when you talk about how 2020 has been crazy and, you know, you talk about the thing that I heard in my spirit about how I've got to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Um, I really have learned to enjoy that. In fact, because America moves at such a fast pace. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It, it moves so fast paced. And so many of us are just so depleted and that we come home from work and we have nothing left to give ourselves. And you hear about how it's just not like this in Europe. It's just not like this in, in Europe. Like I, though I've been to Europe, but I was a teenager or early 20s, somewhere around there. I would love to experience that culture. I want to travel more mm -hmm. so that I could like experience that aspect of that culture a little bit better for myself. Because um, even though, yeah, we're both college educated, but um, I want to be exposed to, to that because I think there's some value there to not just knowing that they move a little bit slower or differently, but 
also th th there's value to experiencing it so that I could sort of just soak it in mm -hmm. and just take from it what I may. Right. And apply it to you. Right. Apply yeah. it to your life. I mean, who knows? I feel like we've all been on a siesta in some way, shape or form uh, this year um, with the working from home since so many of us are working from home, at least hopefully, I do know a lot of people were affected and don't have work. Um, yeah. A whole nother in itself. But, but also I think a lot of people at this point could probably also feel like they're at a standstill as well. Because in this year of discovery, you being at home, it makes you realize like one, your job, you probably were capable from doing it from home for years, but of course they didn't give you that you know they didn't allow you to but yeah. now that you're at home you also have time to reflect on like this is not where i want to be you know yeah so being at a standstill in the in your process right in your creative process if you will um like does it i don't know does it feel like i don't know daunting or like because i i feel like even though i don't know what i'm doing it doesn't prevent me from getting up and trying and, and, mm -mm. and just trying to figure it out no it doesn't feel daunting to answer your question um in fact i feel uh very similar to you like it, it hasn't prevented me from getting up in fact you know this this entire period has been bittersweet right because a lot of us took a pay cut <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. I don't know the latest statistic on on how many of us are unemployed and are collecting unemployment, but um, this time has really helped me understand what's important. You know, what do I value? When work is a non-factor, right? Mm -hmm. What do I enjoy? I discovered walking. It's been great. It's been, I discovered nature, mm -hmm. you know, I discovered, um, like I was able to take a, uh, our second bedroom, which was like a throwaway room, mm -hmm. uh, literally a like we, we couldn't even walk in here. We just had to like climb over stuff. Like I was able to get that organized. Mm -hmm. And what I found was I feel so much better in my home Absolutely. because now it's decorated in a way that my husband and I can actually enjoy every single room in the house mm -hmm. and Love feel more Yes, yes. And so um, slowing down has, has really allowed me to, to not just exist, but just take it all in um, and be happy. And be happy, don't worry. Yeah. Be happy. Be happy. Do, 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 do. <laughs> You're so silly. That was funny. You said you uh, picked up walking and it's been fun. <laughs> Yo! <laughs> what, like, and can I tell you, like, I'm such a geek, but like, it just, it just, we, walking has struck some of the most odd but relevant conversations. Like, Mike <laughs> and I were like, I just like flat out asked him, I said, okay. So what is the difference? Can you articulate to me the difference between a leopard and a cheetah? He's like, <laughs> and I was like, and I just started naming all these animals. I was like a frog and a toad. I was like, um, what else did I say? An alligator and a crocodile. I, I was just, we'd just be talking about random stuff because we are in nature. Like it's just stuff that we would otherwise never talk about. 
Ooh, now my brain so crazy. Crazy. I love it though. <laughs> no, those are great conversations because you know what? The world needs to know. The world needs to understand, girl, what the difference is between a leopard and a cheetah. All right. And I'm going to tell you, in my opinion, it's pattern. And mm -hmm. it clearly speed. The cheetah is the fastest. Okay. Right? Okay. A and toad, the cheetah is looking at us like, what's the difference between a white and a black? <laughs> I mean, do animals know color? <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't How think do they, they look at humans? You said what? How do they look at humans? I mean, to them, we're animals, right? Because humans are animals, right? Right. So they look at us like, all right, you just another another thing out there in the world, in my opinion. <laughs> the same way I can't, we can't differentiate between a, a two lions. They, they may look identical to mm -hmm. us. I wonder if we look identical to them. Oh, I think not. I think that's I, what I'm trying to figure out. We dive into this, this, which I'm happy to. Oh, we ain't got to, girl. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I, I want to. Real. No, I want to. Um, I was, <laughs> I was going to say, I think because animals have a, a stronger sense of smell, I think that's how they're able to tell apart. Like, you know what I mean? Like the two lines. I wonder, do they smell my Lubriderm lotion or my native deodorant? Probably both. They got great noses, okay? Okay. And then depending on, depending on what they going through, because we just animals, like you might be a threat. So they might have to attack or you might be food. So depending on who you messing with, you might Girl. want to be I ain't food. <laughs> but in the wild, it's, I know, I know, it's I know. the circle of life. Lion King taught us, girl, okay, the mm. circle of life. And to your toad and frog, a toad is big, isn't it? I have no idea. I don't, I, I honestly. A toad just, just sounds big. Girl, toad, I'm like. Frog sounds delicate. Toad sounds. So we're going to go by the way that sounds. Cheetah sounds fast. <laughs> Leopard. <laughs> leopard. Leopard sounds they like chill. a leopard. Leopards chill, cheetahs run. See, we figured it out. Bam. <laughs> All right. National Geographic need to call us. Girl, we should be scientists. We are, you said scientists? Mm-hmm, we should be. I mean, sure, why not? Guys, <laughs> the limit, right? But I also want to, I also want to talk about how you are so go with the flow that me and Carlene have actually, I don't know, like she's the one person where nothing- Well, let me stop you for your poor listeners. She's referencing another Carlene. I'm Carlene with a K. You are, but I'm referencing you though. I'm referencing- Oh, you. girl, let me shut up. Woo! I mean, she's messed up the whole thing. No, I'm just playing. Dude, when you said me and Carlene, I honestly felt like you were talking about the other Carlene. No, I was talking about you because you are okay. here present. Okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah. We do have another friend named Carlene, spelled differently. Um, you were talking about me in the cell. Okay, I, girl, sorry. Yes, this Carlene right here. Whoop, whoop. Um, but what I was going to say is, like, nothing is a silly idea around you. And so. <laughs> nothing. So we we be coming up with the most randomest stuff. Like, we did a, um, what was it, a COVID video, I guess you could say? Yes, a, we're gonna let's call it a COVID campaign. A COVID campaign, you know? Yeah. Because you know, we felt everybody needed a little joy in 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 this particular, I don't know, era that we're in. Yeah. We just kind of made a a little COVID campaign, which I definitely uh, recommend that you guys watch because it's out there in the world. Um, but I think 
even that being random, right? Even if nothing happens with that, which that was for us, right? Just to do the pro the project. But that is a part of the creative process. Even though that that may never go anywhere or whatever, I think doing random things also helps with the creative process. You know, um, like the COVID video, even even random conversations. We had conversations about Zotimals and y'all, I know. <laughs> I forgot about that. I know the world doesn't know what that is, but we are like, we are, we are into zodiacs. We're not into like a deep dive. Like some people know the moon and the stars and the sun and all that junk. Yeah. Uh, well, it's not junk. Let me not say that. We, we don't go that far into it, but just in the premise of like the similarities we find in it. So we just thought about animals in the zodiac. Like, are they the same way? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I called it zodiac signs, and then and then you remixed it to to say it again. What's yours? Zodiac. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Because zodiac zodiac came from me questioning my friends about their dogs. Like, what's your dog's zodiac sign? So it was like a hybrid between <laughs> dog and zodiac. But I kind of like zodomals. <laughs> Don't nobody steal it either. We gonna get it copyrighted. Ooh, um, I had to cut this part out. Edit this out. Edit this. <laughs> but it was just. To me, that also drives the creative process. Like, I feel like having those conversations helps, like, it helps me. Like, even though that was just a, a, a leaf in the wind, as you said earlier. Yeah. Um, it, it helps to feel me. Like, I love creativity in the sense of, like, seeing other people be creative, hearing creative ideas. And so that just got me so excited that I think it really does help me in other things that I'm doing. It helps me to feel more creative. And so I was wondering if like randomness helps you feel more creative. Um, I think, yeah, like I, I never, I never thought about it in that way before, but I think like, yeah, when you ask me that question and I think about it, yeah, because I, like you said, I'm a leaf. Like I don't, it, it's, it's tough to just force me to, hey, you've got to write a song, go, <laughs> you know, like I, I'm not, I don't know how to do things on cue, mm -hmm. but if I, if I'm allowed to just be free flowing and random and be myself, uh, yeah, I find inspiration all around me. Um, and I just kind of move. Um, I find inspiration from you cause we kind of like draw from each other. We play off of each other. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, the, your, your, favorite line which I've come to realize that probably true for me too like you always love to say my life is a musical because <laughs> it is <laughs> you already heard me sing a few things on here <laughs> right but I find like I'm kind of similar in that mm -hmm. way and I'm like yo like you know but that's probably why we're able to like just be random and laugh at nothing yeah <laughs> um and and literally have a good time uh because yeah randomness fuels us i think it's it, i think it's super dope but also i think when people think of a creative process right they think of like what is know, that really i don't even know what that is like is I there a process, process can be whatever your heart desires it to be right but yeah i think if you're trying to give like a technical like a, a pc response to it i think people think like it's you know doing the creative process to getting your job done, right? So doing, for me, like I'm a graphic designer, so doing the research, 
you know, doing the mocks and um, then doing the digital mocks and then presenting it to the client and doing all those things, which that is a creative process. It is. But, and I enjoy that too, but I do think that a creative process could be, you know, all right, me walking in nature. You know, you said you like to go for walks. Uh, That is a creative process because that does, in the end, help make you feel better mentally. Therefore, when you are devoting your time to script supervising or to any project, whether it's singing or whatever the case may be, you feel more fully involved in that project. Mm -hmm. I think that could be, you know, walking. It could be, um, I don't know, it could be your outfit. I don't know. You want to look fly. So that helps your creative process. You know, you want to get your hair done. Like all those things, I think, accumulate to make a good like creative process. I'm sorry, you want to say something? Yeah, I was just gonna say that's something that I could never like articulate. Like if someone were to ask me to talk about my creative process, I would have nothing to say. Because I don't feel like, it's true. Like I don't feel like I have a certain set of things or rituals that I do before um, any type of creativity. Like I used to edit or I used to write songs and go to the studio like all the time. And there was nothing, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, uh, consistent about it. Like I just, I just was, I just do. <laughs> I just do. Um, so yeah, so that's what I meant when I was like, what is that really? Because I've never engaged in what I would call a creative process because it, I don't know, I guess, I mean, unless processes can be random. I, think I drove to the studio. <laughs> you drove to the studio. I mean, we just said randomness is a part of like creativity. So your your uh, creative process is doing whatever you feel. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's true for some people though. Mm-hmm. You no. Know? Yeah, because um, not to put not to like not to put a label on anything or or like this is what I gotta do. You know, when I when I want to draw or when I want to do this. Um, and I think it's a mentality thing. Like me. Like I said before, like I'm a very, sometimes I'm a very structural person, but sometimes that structure does intervene because it kind of clouds your judgment. And so for me, for example, because I operate out of like structure and like I can follow rules and do all those things, sometimes I forget there's another way for things to be done. So sometimes I'm like, oh, well, I got to do X, Y, Z to get to this point. And then either I'll realize it or someone will be like, you don't have to do that to get to this point. You can just do this. And I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. Like, why am I, why am I so like hunkered down on this one way to do it? And it's not, it's not the case. And so that I think also is like the pro and con to like a process or a routine, you know, as opposed to just like getting up and, you know, doing, cause sometimes you get stuck in that, like it has to go this way. Yeah. I think that's one thing I enjoy about, um, script supervising though, or, or just the film industry as a whole, because I'm someone that has such a hard time with monotony. Mm-hmm. or just the just the robotic routine mm-hmm. i need a routine right we all need a routine that yeah. sometimes you know it's it's good for me to have a job so i can make myself wake up in the morning or it's good for me to want to walk with mike because um you know i it i then have a motivation to get up and i have something to do but um i think what i enjoy uh really truly uh about the film industry is that even though um, it is a job, there are many aspects of it that 
just simply doesn't feel like work. Mm -hmm. For example, um, celebrities. I'm just playing. <laughs> well, that's I'll say that that's a perk, but it's you know they're my colleagues, you know, and I. Anyway, that's another conversation. <laughs> um, we uh, oftentimes don't start at the same time every single day. You know what I mean? So like if Monday my call time is 7 a.m., uh, Friday rolls around, you know, my call time might be 4, 5, 6 p.m. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so I, I enjoy that. I also enjoy like, yes, I am script supervising every day. However, um, we're not shooting the same scenes every day. So oftentimes we're doing something different. We're, you know what I mean? So um, for me, I'm, I'm looking for the same things in terms of, oh, does this match? Does this, did they say their lines correctly? But the lines are different every day. The wardrobe changes periodically unless it's, unless it's the same story day. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a, a good amount of, of change that uh, keeps me interested. Guessing, yeah. You're kind of like, oh, what's it going to be today? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I really like that. And then if you're on a TV show, um, every episode is going to have a different director. So you're just constantly working with, you know, different people. Or um, if you're on a TV show, you might have uh, guests, you know, on different episodes or it's just a lot of different elements that that helps a person like me, someone with my personality. Absolutely. Which it, that makes absolutely a lot of sense. So like, a typical day, a typical busy day for a script supervisor, like how many hours would you say you're devoting? Oh, yeah, that's the part where it gets hard because um, our work makes it really hard to achieve balance. Mm -hmm. um, so typically on television and film, we're shooting for 12 hours. Mm -hmm. However, that doesn't uh, count for my morning prep. I usually like to report to work. And when I say report to work, I mean report to the parking lot and sit in my car for an hour and just sort of like read through the scenes for the day so that I know what we're doing mm -hmm. and look over my breakdown so I don't forget any like important props that might need to be there or forget, oh, you know what, this is the scene um, after she rips Francisco's left jacket sleeve so you know and even though we might not have shot that scene right we want to make sure in this particular scene his left jacket sleeve is torn mm -hmm. <clears throat> so you know for that first hour even though i'm not on the clock i i just i just like to get to work early go through the scenes and just know <laughs> what i'm doing what's needed and just have those preliminary conversations with the different departments mm -hmm. um even if that just means a quick text or you know when i see them on set you know um and then i eat uh because you know they provide uh you know catering yeah so i eat um and then we take a 30 minute lunch and then at wrap i have another hour uh this one is on the clock i do get paid for the hour of wrap uh, where I'm just sort of like finishing up my notes, kind of tightening up any loose ends, looking at camera reports um, before I send off my notes to the editors and to production and all that. Um, so, you know, I'm working regularly about 14 and a half. My workday consists of 14 and a half hours. If we're talking about 12 hours of shooting, 30 minutes of lunch, uh, one hour before and one hour after. 
and that's five days a week. And yep. so, um, you know, trying to achieve that balance. Uh, I know some people do it, but for me, my, my personality, it's very, very uh, challenging to uh, find balance. Like I want to exercise more often. I want to cook and, and, and eat healthy. Um, when I'm working, when I'm on set, those things are just, for me, yeah, yeah impossible. Plus you also need to rest. Yeah, and um, oftentimes, you know, when we get home, it's just, there's no time for anything else. I take a shower, climb into bed, I'll probably turn the TV on, but then I'm like dozing off. <laughs> so. Rightfully so, like, okay. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the, on sets, like, I know you don't really typically watch too much TV anyway, but because you're there for a long period of time. I've been watching like, a lot of TV during this pandemic, but go ahead. <laughs> that's another question though. I was like, what does script two write in the like during COVID? Cause you know, <laughs> the industry is, I think gearing back up, I guess it's gearing back up. It's trying to, uh, I, there, I've heard of some productions coming back, but go mm -hmm. ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, cause eventually we'll run out of content and then the world's going to be mad because honestly though, creativity is what's saving us during this COVID time. That's true. If we didn't have TV, if we didn't have movies, Netflix, Instagram, all those things, what would we be doing right now? What would you be doing? I don't know what I would be doing. That's a good question. I'd probably, um, that's a good question. Maybe, maybe read, because I've got a couple of books here that I haven't cracked yet. I, I need to read those. Um, Which, that is still creativity. It is, but for whatever reason, you know, there were just a lot of shows that people had been talking about that um, I just hadn't seen. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I watched a lot of TV <laughs> during the pandemic. I binged a lot. Like I watched Ozark. Um, huh? That's I heard great things about Ozark. Oh my God, it was so good. I'm trying to think of what else we watched. Like I watched so much stuff. Which is so um, interesting because going back to what, I don't think I finished what I was going to say, but it's like, because you work in the industry, probably the desire to come home and watch stuff is probably not as high, but I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's certainly not as high. Like if I, if, when I come home from a long day of work, I want to watch something that doesn't require me to think, Makes you know? Mm -hmm. um, You've been thinking so much all day. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, um, and this is no shade towards them, but I would like, um, maybe if I saw uh, the Kardashians were on, I would land. And even though I have no interest, and again, this is no shade, but I, I really have no interest in that show, but, but it's like, it's good background noise for me. Absolutely. And, and you know. Which makes I, 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 <laughs> Which yeah. makes so, like in COVID that you're like, oh, now I can watch all this stuff because there's a pause, you know? There's a chance yeah. to breathe. Yeah. We have reached the end, Kylie. Oh, hi, Anne. Hi, Anne. But before we go, let people know what, like, whatever projects you have coming up, whatever you're working on that you could talk about. I know the industry be hush hush sometimes. Um, or if you want people to follow you, find you, let them know all the things. Um. Yeah. I mean, if you want to follow me, my my Instagram is kind of boring. But you know, hey, I'm clever excerpt with a K. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> whatever, you know, um, I uh, am going back to the show that I had booked uh, prior to the pandemic, shutting everything down. But I don't want to say what that is just yet, because 
let me just not. <laughs> um, and oh, but I did work on, you can check out what I worked on. I worked on uh, Die Heart uh, with Kevin Hart, uh, John Travolta, uh, Natalie Emmanuel. Um, that's on Quibi. So um, if you haven't checked that out yet, check that out. And, you know, I've got some other great things coming up. So, you know, I, I, I post periodically. So maybe you should follow me on Instagram. <laughs> at clever excerpt, which is clever with a K. <laughs> by end. <laughs> Not by yet. Uh, you still have to, like, check out Golf and Create. Like, follow, follow Golf and Create on all platforms. Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at go off and create um and if you're interested in this podcast you can be on that too maybe i gotta bet you but at podcast at go off and create.com what did i say Pod- what i messed that up podcast at go off and create.com you know i can get it out i can there you go there you go i can do it <laughs> now we can say bye end bye, bye end <laughs> <laughs>